Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Jen Felch, who's our Chief Digital Officer and CIO at Dell. So welcome, Jen. Well, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to have you. I think the last time we were able to catch up was at Dell Technologies World, which feels like a year ago already. Crazy. But I know sure you have a really, really cool and important role inside Dell. And I mean, we're all talking to our customers and partners around digital transformation and modernization. But why don't you, for our partners, just share a little bit about your role and the scope of what you do on both Dell.com, as well as our CIO and digital officer. Okay, thank you. Well, maybe I'll start with one of the coolest aspects of my job is that I get to be customer zero. So our organization looks like a lot of our large customers. We have responsibility for, you know, running and operating all of our core systems, as well as the customer facing systems through Dell.com and Premier. And we run the full gamut from running our data centers and our colos to working with our business partners on their business process and how to further optimize them and as of late, take advantage of all of the AI capabilities. So I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty awesome role to have at any company. And it's particularly awesome to have it here at Dell because we give a front row seat to some really incredible innovations from our own company. So you're innovating too. I know you've got a very talented team, but with all you have on your plate, I think it's fascinating and super relevant for our customers and partners because we're a large company, global, and we're doing our own digital transformation. And I know you're challenged with trade-offs and budget and simplification and complexity. And I like to say, we certainly drive to run Dell on Dell, and I call that drinking our own champagne. So we're actually deploying <laughs> the innovations and technologies that we're advising our partners and customers on. But I'd love to hear from you, what are some of the exciting innovation opportunities you're seeing? How are you and your team doing that delicate balancing act, right? Of the trade-offs of running the business, keeping the lights on, but innovating at the same time. Yeah, it's probably one of the parts that most CIOs, you know, we love talking about the new and exciting things that we're doing, but in reality, we have a huge responsibility to keep our companies operating and to keep them secure. So, you know, one of the things that we say as a team is we earn the right to innovate and I love saying that because what it exemplifies to us is that, you know, if you're struggling with availability or the ability to execute, then people generally don't want to have a discussion about innovation. You know, it's sort of a, we all want to have a high say-do ratio, you know, so earning the right to innovate means that you're taking care of the fundamentals of the IT organization. And for us, what we've done over the last several years, I mean, it's interesting, like in hindsight, I think, wow, you know, what, what did you do during the pandemic? And boy, we did a whole lot. Like we were busy really standardizing everything from our blueprints that we use in the data centers or colos or deciding our strategy around the multi-cloud, what we would run where, but making that very explicit 
to working on our own processes to take waste out so that, you know, when we look and say, how quickly can we bring something from idea, you know, into our backlog and then get it deployed? That used to be measured in months and quarters. And today that's measured in days as we have just continued to take waste out of our processes. I kind of love this stuff, to be honest, because we can look and say we're faster, we're more secure, we've eliminated a lot of waste, so our productivity is high. And when you're doing those things, you have the ability to attract really great talent. And that is probably one of the most fundamental things that it takes to run an effective and innovative IT organization is that you've got the talent who can see where there's opportunities to get better and opportunities to innovate and opportunities to address maybe some issues that have been lurking for a while. So lots of great things going on in our organization these days. Well, and you get to talk and touch some of these new, you mentioned AI and generative AI and I know Jeff will say AI has been around for some time, maybe not the generative type, but I know you're looking at ways for automation and innovation where that can be deployed across the gamut. And I know many CIOs of our customers, they have similar challenges, similar constraints in many ways, but you are, I know, a very high-end demand person to talk to customers firsthand, right? So you can share what we do at Dell. But what are you hearing when you engage with customers? You know, what are their top of mind or critical focus areas recently? First of all, I love talking to customers because I always learn something. Everybody has a slightly different environment or skill mix, but most of us are trying to do a lot of the same things. You know, what I'm hearing is, I guess what I'm hearing is there's a lot of talk about generative AI and how to use AI. Some people are thinking that they'll wait and see what their software partners will bring to bear and then they'll use it. Others may be a little nervous about what it means and how to have controls around it or what data they move to the cloud. And then for companies like ours, what we've done is we've established what I might think of as a safe playground where people across the company can explore generative AI. They can try out their test cases, their hypotheses, and then what we do is we then leverage our pipelines, our automation pipelines to be able to take things from a development, non-production environment into a production environment. What I hear from customers when we talk about that is there are some of them that are right there with us. We're all trying to like cautiously learn and react and others that are stepping back and really thinking about their position in the organization whether or not they have the skill set to do that. And I think it's a great place for our partners to be able to bring that expertise, bring that experience, because most every customer that I talk to is really looking to find that balance between people, process, and technology, and how to be innovation ready, but they also have cost pressures. So I think it's a big opportunity for people to bring expertise to the IT leaders where they're looking to go fast. You mentioned that partners are gonna be called upon. I couldn't agree more. I think this is such a fast moving technology and it's complex and customers in some ways are overwhelmed. 
and they will turn to partners for help, right? They just need the help and advice. Yeah, and I think this is an area where the partner network has a real advantage is in this case, we're not necessarily looking for, here's the technology, it's been out for a long time, I just need more people to help me deploy it. This is where we're looking to say, hey, what have you seen? What have you learned from experience that can ensure that as I'm trying this and I'm maybe putting myself at some risk in my company by taking some chances, I want to have an expert, someone who's done it before. And I think that's where the partner network has a real opportunity to say, hey, look, we've done this at another customer and here's what we know will work well. I think that AI is an opportunity there. And I think the other area is security. There's a lot going on in that space. Most of us as IT leaders, you know, I joke like we all inherited environments, very few CIOs or on the founding team of a company and remain there today. So they didn't create it all. We all inherited something. And it's a really important part of our defensive strategy is to take care of the environment that we have. And so I think that's the other area. If we look at zero trust, sounds awesome. It's kind of hard to do. You need to have really smart infrastructure. You need to have a lot of capabilities to reach those kinds of performance metrics. So I think that's the other area where we're always looking for help. Well, and it's another area that's moving fast too, right? We have good actors and bad actors and everybody's trying to make a threat somewhere. So talk a little bit about why you feel innovation is so important. And I love the term you use that you sought to get rid of the waste, right? Wasted processes that helps unlock productivity. But talk a little bit about or give an example if you have on where we've innovated and you've innovated that has allowed you with maybe current staffing budgets are tight. We're in a little bit of a constrained economy right now. Everybody's trying to be prudent where innovation has helped you still move forward. Why do you think that's so important? Well, I think um, <laughs> I, that's a good, a good question, Cheryl. Maybe because, I mean, I don't personally don't want to work in an organization that's not innovating. That sounds super boring to me. Like you're just going to do, I mean, I don't know what you would do if you weren't trying to solve problems in new ways, but here's what I think innovation means to IT organizations. And none of us have all the answers to everything. And so I think it's really key that as leaders, we talk about, you know, we give people the clarity about what's important. You know, we talk about outcomes or what we're trying to do for our business partners. And then giving people the freedom to innovate within those boundaries, right? So if you think about any aspect, when we talk about getting rid of waste, we have forums where our development teams can say, hey, I think there's a real opportunity to embed this technology into our pipeline as an example so that we don't have to submit code and then fill out some paperwork and then wait for another group to respond. And by listening and then responding and trying those things out, we find that you can harness the hearts and minds of your entire organization to achieve your objectives. And for me, it's super motivating to be able to bring an idea up in a group, get validation to try it out, and then see it deployed. 
I thought it's pretty exciting. You know, it's pretty exciting to see our ideas come to life. So I just try to encourage that across our whole organization. And I think we see great results from it. And I think it also helps attract and retain great people because they know they can keep building their career. They can learn about new technologies. They have chances to try them out, to bring them to light in a big environment. And so I think innovation is really that's a super important part of what we, probably what we all do. Absolutely. And I know, I mean, talent, we talk about it a lot, but with some of these new emerging areas, I would have to think if you're a developer by trade or you're in some of the new emerging areas, it's a constant learning environment, right? Some of these techniques and tools are moving so quickly. You have to be a curious learner, but they're very motivated to want to continue to continue to learn. So how do you motivate the team? To your point, you attract really strong talent, but with some of these new technologies, how do you stay ahead of the curve and keep them just from an educational perspective and experimenting and trying new things? Yeah, we have quite a few development programs for our team. And then we also provide access to a lot of learning. In fact, we just came out of our learning month where we encourage everyone in the organization to spend some time actually learning a new skill or learning about a new area of technology. And then the important part there is that you actually get to try it. And so we kind of have a spirit of, you know, you can try a lot of things on a trial basis, you know, a small experiment, see what you learn, do it in a safe way. And then we talk about it. Like, what did we learn? What didn't work? In fact, even myself, I was like, yeah, I don't really think we need to try this co-pilot thing. You know, we've just, we improved our developer productivity 27% last year. And so I thought, well, that's awesome. Like, do we really need co-pilot? And so we did a pilot of it. And co-pilot is the open AI solution that helps developers, okay, to improve productivity. So we said, okay, let's let's give it a shot. And we tried it with 30 people. Then we got their feedback and we said, what worked well, depending on what kind of language they were using. What we learned was it was kind of helpful for writing code, but what it was really helpful for was documentation and test cases, which Ooh. was kind of a new learning. And then what we did is we said, okay, great. We're going to roll it out to 500 people. And we have 2000 people using it now. And that is all from like, I guess, March to July. So I think what helps is people can see that like, okay, we're going to try something. And if it really works out, we're going to roll it out. We're going to use it. And we're going to understand the value of it. So we know the why, like, why are we doing that? We're not just using technology for the sake of using it. But when you understand what's important and then the value that it adds, then kind of off we go. And I think that I think that's pretty exciting. I think it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty fun because then you feel like you're actually using your working environment where you're using the latest technology too. Well, it's actually super powerful when you said like March to July or something, just the pace, right? How agile a large organization can be. And to your point, staying forefront and very current with some of these new contemporary capabilities like Copilot, right? So that's an yeah. awesome example. That's great. As we kind of wrap up here, I always like to throw a little bit of a curveball and have a little fun <laughs> and ask you, as our guest, this is your first time I know joining us, you know, just share a fun fact 
about yourself that no one might know, might not be on your resume, your fellow Dell colleagues might know. What's a fun fact about Jen? Well, a few people know this because it happened about a year ago, but it's super relevant to me, is that about a year ago, my whole family and I, we moved off grid. So I live entirely off the grid without any connection. And so that, I feel like it's kind of a funny position to be in, given that I work so closely in technology and we know all these things <laughs> that we get to use, use a lot of power. But every day I make decisions about my personal life that are really good for the environment. And so that's probably something that not very many people know about me is every day I live off the grid. So I love that story, actually. And to your point, it's like, how do you get away with that, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you not a text away <laughs> or, or a yeah, yeah. Away? That's amazing. I love that. Well, listen, it's 105 here. So, you know, luckily it's sunny. So we have lots of power to, to keep us cool here in Texas. So isn't that the truth? That's the truth. I know yeah. I'm in Dallas yeah. and I told some friends, it feels like the surface of the sun. It has been so hot. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I yeah. guess we could have said that. Cheryl, we could have said that we live on the surface of the sun or go. something close to it, right? Exactly. Well, Jen, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much. I mean, you just have a fascinating role and thanks so much for all that you do for Dell and the time that you share with both our customers and our partners. So we appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I love what I do. Well, Jen, thanks again for taking the time to speak with us. I know our listeners enjoyed it and I hope everyone's enjoying the podcast. So please subscribe and give us feedback. And be sure to join back in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, everyone stay safe and be well. <music>